Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast, Season 2, Episode 60. I'm your host, Smiley, back in my winter finery. It's finally cooled off enough here that I can wear my hoodie again. I love it. How cold uh, was it know, two days ago? Uh, it, dro- it dropped down here in Denver uh, precipitously. It went from being 90 degrees for like an entire week down to like sub-20. Uh, just <laughs> brutalized my poor wife's garden, which was sad. Oh, I know. Uh, Speaking of which, I meant to reach out to her to see how her garden's doing. She will it's appreciate crazy. that, I'm sure. Um, uh, you guys, you guys DM a little bit on the side. I've been noticing I, that hasn't gone that hasn't gone uh, unnoticed. No, I think if anything, it's gotten more frequent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of that. Just so, just so we're clear. You're starting a gardening <laughs> corner in the clear. show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> anyway, as you can already tell, joining me today are my co-hosts Van and Smiley. I'm Smiley. Van and Shy. What's <laughs> up, buddy? Van Shy. I hope I'm pointing the right. Putting way. our best foot forward. I see. Uh, Clearly, uh, we've done this 60 times. Hopefully, we'll do it another 60 after this. And you know, I'm just excited because finally, after many long weeks, we get to talk a little bit more Star Wars. Uh, so today, we're gonna jump right into the question of the day. And of course, we always like to go back to our previous episodes, and our previous five episodes have been Star Wars related. And this question of the day is no different. So, to wrap up, to cap out our Star Wars discussion, we decided to I decided to ask you guys this question. Um, so for each of us, pick a character in the Star Wars universe that the that each of your co-hosts most resembles personality-wise, um, and I will and we'll go we'll go through uh, each person and we can we can each take a turn. So we'll start with Van. I'll start with who I think Van uh, most closely represents, and I thought this was an easy one for me. Van, uh, I feel like he's kind of the Han Solo. You know, he's kind Love of a it. gunslinger. He's a little bit of a Pilot. bad boy. Maybe, you know, we don't, Ben, I don't always agree perhaps morally on everything, um, which, I, you know, I think, you know, that's, that's kind of one of Han's characteristics. He's a little bit of a scoundrel. But, you know, deep down, you know, he's a good guy and, uh, and, and he's reliable. And he's just kind of, you know, the, the charismatic, the charismatic and, guy that everybody And is. he's a pilot. And he's a pilot. I'm... <laughs> did I make that I mean, that's a parallel. Of course I did. Of course I did. I didn't say it because it was so Duh. obvious. Right. Like, I figured everybody would get that. I mean, you all beat our cus- our uh, listeners over the head like they're dumb or something. I don't know who wouldn't have figured that out. Good Di, one. What, what about I'm flattered. You? What about you? Who, who do you uh, think of when you think of Van in the Star Wars universe? Well, so I thought of a different pilot, actually. I had oh. I had Van tagged oh. as Lando Calrissian, actually. Oh! Um, hey, mind, I don't know if I'm that cunning, though. I thought of Han. I thought, I, I don't know, in my mind, Lando is, more, is actually more charismatic, more suave yes. than Han. Han That's is, true. you know, as they would say, a scruffy-looking nerf herder. Um, yeah. Whereas Lando, and Lando, like, he, he went legit. I don't know if Han would have ever gone legit. You know what I mean? Lando's like I'm, I'm that's a good you know, point well and, and kind of legit I guess you know like I'm, I you know there was obviously some some <laughs> underhanded stuff still going on but he was still he, smuggling in the he, last scene we see him. <laughs> he put on a front um and uh and I don't know he also is a pilot so and I I did I did make that connection behind the scenes so wow you guys are that's too much that, that we, we good, certainly yeah. have to do a, <laughs> a reckoning round because this is too kind all right well let's go to shy and see if we're as kind to him van who'd you have for shy so I have kind of an obscure person for Shy um, from my fifth favorite episode, Rogue One. And I see Shy clearly as being Baze Malbus. And Baze Malbus, okay. to, re- to remind everybody, yeah. is the... Now, you, I'm, I'm going to ask my cohorts here because you might need to help me out. I don't think he's related to... I don't think he's the brother of the person he was taking care of or was he no i don't think i think they were just they were, they were part just of friends the same, right so they were part of the same order they were the guardians of the of the temple or, or yeah. on on was it jakara i think wherever they yes. were they were the guardians of that jedi temple and then that right. kind of they kind of right. got disenfranchised so they were co-workers really right and friends yeah Not okay related. so is he, is he the heavy gunner he is the yeah. heavy oh, nice. machine gunner Sweet. Yeah. yeah so so yeah Baze is the heavy machine over overwatcher of the other um counterpart who was like very samurai with a bow staff he was also blind and all that stuff and and Baze was like the one who 
kept getting dragged into these battles and always had to save his friend and all that stuff. And his friend kept giving credit to the force. And Baze is like, no, I'm the one who saved you and all these things. And just because he's such a heavy hitter, like I was like, oh, that's totally shy. If there was any weapon in the Star Wars universe that he would pick, it would be a a chain-fed lightning machine gun, whatever that that thing has that he had. So (laughs) thing is sweet. That's good. That's that's a deep cut. I like that. I didn't go nearly so deep on that. Uh, I went with uh, with old, old old Ben Kenobi, Obi Wan, um, and I th- I see this in in two ways because one thing I think we've talked about in the past. I always see think of Shaw. I think of Shaw. I think of like stability. I think of like somebody you can count on and really rely on. And like that's I why feel Baze. like well, Baze is a great a great choice. But I feel like Obi Wan both old obi-wan and young obi-wan from from both trilogies was that like he was like just such a respected member of the jedi community like when princess leia needed somebody she finds old ben kenobi because like you know like because he had this reputation from 20 years ago of being like somebody that you could rely on and trust and was just was just kind of you know so uh respected um you know and so that that's that's kind of that's kind of where i went with that is i I and shy loves qui-gon jinn I mean, or, it's, it's perfect. Or Obi-Wan was the only Jedi who survived, right? <laughs> there you go. That's helpful, too. You know, Shai's a survivor. He's still I'm the he's... only male heir of my last name. You know, when I die, there'll be no one to carry on my last name. So. Well, we'll find yet. out how that goes in a miniseries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <clears throat> Sweet. All right. I guess it's my turn. What do you guys got? It's Molly's turn. Um, I'll go first. Um, I have, this should come to no surprise, um, Boba Fett. For Smiley, Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett. And the yeah, I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Say <laughs> so love for sure you go with Watto. Oh, I didn't think of Watto. Why didn't oh you guys go with Watto? That was I didn't think of Watto. Come on, man. How could you not think of Watto? I thought that was too obvious. You get it? Yeah, I thought that was too obvious with his mayor that. accent and everything. Um. <laughs> No, I went with Boba Fett because he, I, I always picture Smiley as like, going back to the word cunning that seems to be overused so mm. far, like this cunning assassin type person who's just <laughs> one step ahead of you often. And I feel like that's the perfect trait for a bounty hunter. Um, I don't feel like Smiley's very flashy and, and, and attention whoring. So I feel like just standing in the side watch overwatching everything with a shield <laughs> enigmatic i just kind of felt like that was uh that was fitting for smiley so yeah, that's fair i mean both of badass there's no doubt about that I, I that's why i thought it was that. it's funny because i don't i don't really see myself that way but i can see when you talked about it that's like that's my gamer persona for sure like that like if you play games video games board games whatever yeah. like i'm definitely i'm definitely an, uh, an assassin like yeah. probably not so much in my personal life but in, yeah, I, in, in I terms of our relationship, in your personal life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can't really talk about it on the pod, you know. All right, Shy, what do you got for me? All right, I have a uh, so. Yeah, I, I have Han Solo for kind of a different oh. reason, actually, than I think we said about. Did, Van. Wait a minute, he's not we, a pilot. Did we hold on? Did we do this in Lord of the Rings? Did I pick something for Van that then you picked for me? I feel like this has happened before. I can't remember. No, that. I think it was that you picked. That. No, it was Van picked Gandalf for you, and that. And if I had thought about it, I would have picked Gandalf. For you, oh, but I picked Faramir okay. instead, um, which were both good choices. But all right, okay, the reason please. I picked Han Solo is a very specific reason. Um, he is a ruffian. He is a smuggler. All those things that maybe aren't great fit. Great fits. But I think one of the things his personality that I think makes me think of you the most, Smiley, is the fact that he knows what he wants and he won't give in to peer pressure to do Ooh, other like lives. It. And I think that like in episode four, that is, it's episode four and five, it's actually quite uncomfortable at times. Like when his best friends, like, or, you know, these people that like obviously care about him, like Princess Leia and Luke are saying, stay and fight. And he's like, no, I got my money. I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going like, I, you're, you know, what you, what you're, what you're trying to like make me do, I don't care about. And like, not like in a heartless way, I guess, like maybe, I don't know if it comes across that way, but like, you know, he just knows, he just has a plan and he knows like what he wants to do. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm not going to let you feel, make me feel bad. I'm going to feel my emotions. And I, I like smile. I think that you're very much like that. I think that you, um, you, I, I, like, I think I that's, <laughs> that's one of the reasons I, I took, I, I went with Faramir, right? Like, I think like Faramir was a similar choice in that, like, mm. you know, obviously would have made sense in the, you know, in the books, he stuck to his principles more and he didn't yeah. like you use the hobbits as a weapon or whatever, you know, like they right. made him do in the movies. Yeah. Book, book um, Faramir, right? Yeah. Book, book Faramir. Yeah. So, so there you go. All right, fair enough. 
Do we want to uh, to go with more like of a funny, you know? Yeah, let's lighten you know, this bad boy. Lighten, lighten it up a little bit. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Go, first. go ahead. Go ahead, Van. So, Shy's the rancor. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I, there, I don't know but why. There needs to be a reason. Story... There needs to be a, there no, needs there to be a somewhat a reason. I'm, I'm right, going right, to tell right. it. I don't know why, but the story of like him with Rido on his back charging down the hall in That's college like, is apparently like, like this really like stuck with you, man, over the years. Yes, I don't know why. It, it's such an insignificant <laughs> story, but like I picture it so vividly. So I just figured like this behemoth bull charging yeah. was was the rancor made perfect sense. And then uh, Smiley, I mean, fuck, man, it's Palpatine. <laughs> There's no surprise oh, there. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's good. Yeah, I uh, well, <laughs> I mean, because I basically you're old, because yeah. you've come back to life. Yeah, I, yeah, lightning. Yeah, all those yeah. things are true. Right, yeah, that's good. All right. Um, so for for Shy, I would say um, I would say Anakin pre Darth Vader post fall because if there's one thing that I think about for shy is that he is especially in a gaming context he is intense he goes hard he is like you know consumed by the game sometimes and really like like takes it very seriously a lot of times and it upsets him like you're playing this game for fun but yet you were telling me you're upset like this is so odd So like I think I think I the pa- I think the passion that you can see in in Anakin like that kind of leads to his downfall in a way uh, I I can see in Shy sometimes when we're gaming where he, like he 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 burns very hard when we're, a lot of times when we're playing these new games and it's, it's a great quality to have it makes him a powerful ally uh, for sure um, for for Van um, you know uh i think the uh the 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 one i come up with is darth vader you know just kind of like like old anakin you know it's probably it's probably a raiders thing is probably why i I like it because you're a big raider fan and like the raider fan base has like adopted darth vader as their as their mascot and so that's probably why that's probably the reason i have and the imperial march and all that stuff yeah okay that makes sense I like it. Shy, we kind of sprang this on you. You got anything for us? Yeah, I don't, all right. So I, yours came a little bit easier, Smiley. I think the Emperor Palpatine was kind of an easy, kind of an easy one. I think. <laughs> I love First of all, love you love it. Palpatine, so it's I like a throwy runway. But <laughs> right. I have a different one for you, actually. Um, nice. I would say C-3PO, because no! <laughs> <laughs> you are a very logical person, oh and if goodness. you get if we start talking about a topic, you will talk. Like you like to, you definitely like to expound on philosophy and other things. So. <laughs> and he certainly knows so. the odds. <laughs> So. <laughs> so all right there, there's a goofy one for you and then a good one man i'm having trouble with you so this is this is a long shot i think i think you know, honestly i think it, it i think the rancor this is a good payback for the rancor okay i'll um, take it so you are like a mem- member of the knights of ren and oh, the reason damn. i think of that is i think of your berserker and terra and how you just like wearing heavy armor rocking the battle axe lumbering around and those knights of ren like they just carry these big giant melee weapons they're just like ominously yep. looming in the background and so that reminds like me it. of uh <clears throat> i'll take it all right a little there gothic too it. in the armor style and everything i got it okay yeah. so now officially we're gonna put star wars on the back burner until squadrons comes out in like two weeks or something and our outro it'll always be there it's always in the outro that's just part you yeah. know we've adopted that that's i mean where do you guys could have gone with uh with uh what's his name uh, how did porkins for me i could have been a porkins oh, i would have taken a porkins oh, <laughs> for sure <laughs> I can hold it. <laughs> we can always, we can always change the outro. And be like, "Fly, you fools!" You know, or like, we can rotate it out. You know, the fucking French um, fries. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if anybody hasn't seen the video that they put a pork into the pizza and the French fries, just, just, just Google it. It's thirty seconds of your life that you will appreciate. Okay, we're moving on. We're back to video games. Back in the world of the video games. What we've been, we spent like a month and a half not talking about video games so let's catch up on what disc is in the drive what are we playing what's going on in our video game world um let me see who should i start with i think i'm gonna start with van because i think he has the most he does van you're starting what what disc um, is in your drive do we want to like co-tackle one or do you want me to go solo first do you you fly by the seat of your pants pal all right i'm gonna go solo first um so 
I'm going to combine these See, two can, games. Can we get away from Star Wars, please? Talk <laughs> 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 about Solo. So, talk about pre, pre-release so, of uh, Squadrons. <laughs> so the first one, I'm going to go hand first. Um, <laughs> so these two go hand in hand. These two go Han and Han. Mm-hmm. Um, it's see what I did there. That yeah, cool. I said that was good. Um, so both these games are on the Switch, and the reason they're combined is because these are games that I am extremely proud to say I have been playing with my eldest daughter um, now. So it's absolutely hilarious because number one, as a father, you can't wait. Well, as a new father, I guess you can't wait till the day when your kids can manipulate controllers enough to play video games with you. And my eldest daughter absolutely loves playing Nintendo Switch now. Um, to the point where Shini asked for her birthday for a new Switch because she just doesn't have time to, like, she has the time available, but not the equipment available to play her games if she wants because my daughter mm-hmm. or myself are just taking up all the time. So two of the games that we're playing are Snipper Clips and Streets Snipper of Clips. Rage. Snipper Clips, for those who don't know, is a very fun puzzle. Yeah, they're very, very similar. <laughs> Very fun puzzle game where you have, um, you know, anywhere between two to four entities and you need to cut them out in specific ways to accomplish whatever puzzles on the screen. So whether it be like lifting a ball into a basket or um, shaping your characters into a specific mold so that they can contain some ooze with the proper fillings and all that fun stuff or whatever. So it's a really fun game. Um, She's terrible at it and she doesn't know what to do at all. So like in the midst of her running around, I'm trying to like snip her at the same time so it's actually become a game within a game to where like we try to accomplish this goal and i have a non-compliant team member so like i just have to figure out a way to outsmart her mobility and in order to to help um get through the past the levels but it's been a blast she loves playing it um it's one of the things she talks to about all the time when i pick her up from school or whatnot can we go home and play snipper clips and it just warms the cockles of my heart okay the next one streets of rage um <laughs> straight up button masher for those of you who have not played it's a side scrolling game it's been around forever beat em up i believe yeah side yeah side scrolling beat em up um it's been around for a very very long time so streets of rage i think it's four is the version we're playing right now um is out on nintendo switch and she played it at her cousin's house um and it's perfect for her it's very simple there's two buttons that matter you know there's punch and there's jump and then of course you just move like you would on a side on a side scroller anyways um and so she just has a great time playing with it. She could just mash square and be effective. And um, <laughs> luckily, like the person in front will carry the rest of the team. If you've ever seen those side scrollers where whoever progresses the furthest will pull the rest of the team with them anyways. So I don't have to sit there and like help manipulate her controls when she's not going in the right direction. But she's starting to remember bosses and tactics and all this stuff. Wow. So it's pretty cool. So when like, we come to a boss fight, she'll be like, okay, Papa, let's go stand at the top of the screen. And we'll stand while the guy's doing his things. And when she gets her special, she'll be like, okay, now save our special for the boss. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> so it's just been really, really fun. And, and I'm wonderful. glad I'm able to, to spend that time with her playing uh, on the Nintendo Switch. So Snipper Clips and Streets of Rage, highly recommend them both. They're, just, actually, ju- they're just good games in and of themselves. So Just be aware that like right now you're enjoying like ah, ha, ha, she's so bad at games la 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 that happened with my son too he was terrible at games when he was first learning and then he blew up our minecraft he, world he's he surpassed oh, that's he surpassed a us in, in many ways um so yeah. yeah one day she's gonna be you're gonna be playing oh she will she's gonna be like come on dad why yeah. why'd you hit that button you're supposed to do this this and this and yeah like, I'm gonna be killed. I'm gonna be playing like Battlefield 12, and then I'm gonna be shot in the head by like like killer noob girl or something. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be crying, and I'll hear my daughter laughing in the other room because she just like taxed me from across the screen. I'm sure. You're gonna find your daughter's phone, and she will have messaged a friend, being like, "Yeah, I can only play these games with my dad because these are the games that he can handle." You know, these other games I can play with. I've played played these games with you guys, but we're not gonna invite him. Try to play a couple Twitch games, but he's just too slow. He's not reflective enough. Overwatch six or. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's right, coming. That, no, I am right. It's coming. Don't okay. <laughs> so, where do you think she is in the development towards the Gill Farming Academy? Is she like almost there? I think, to being up, I think being, if being I gave her something? a game, yeah, I think I could. I think I could teach her depending on on the farming strategy. So, nice. we're she already there. likes watching you play Minecraft. Like I mean, that's true. Be like, hey, just dig in a straight line and give me some freaking stone, you know? I mean, I mean, we do that. <laughs> why, why wouldn't a kid do that? <laughs> She's taking your fun away if she does that. Don't let her do that. <laughs> why we log in? <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna go next. Um, I'm gonna talk about a game that I just got on 
Tuesday. It is Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. So it is a remake of a game that came out for PS3 about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago called Kingdoms of Amalur Reckon- Reckoning, which was a, uh, it was a very strange game. So it was developed by an independent company owned by Kurt Schilling, who was a, a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yeah, Player? that Kurt, that Kurt Schilling. Yeah, uh, the, he, he played okay. for the, for the Diamondbacks and the, and the Red Sox. He was, yeah. he was a great pitcher. Like he's a great like, pitcher. Yeah. Um, and so he created, after he retired, he created a game company and he wanted to make a game that was like a combination of like Elder Scrolls and God of War. So he wanted an, an action RPG, right? And so he pulled in like all these like big name people to do this. He got one of the developers from the Elder Scrolls games. He got uh, Todd McFarland to do the artwork. He got R.A. Salvatore, who's known for his D&D books series um, to do the, to do the um, story. And he built this huge world in this game, but the company was so poorly managed that even though the game did pretty well, the company had to file for bankruptcy and went through all, like, it went down shortly after the release of the game because they couldn't make back the money they spent. So it was a complete crazy story but the game itself was really cool especially for its time when it came out like the like i thought it was one of the best looking games i'd ever seen like it was one of those like like for me when i like i don't i'm not huge into graphics the way like maybe shy and some other people are like shy's known a little bit more for graphics i'm more uh like you know i play 16-bit and 8-bit RPGs and I'm fine with that but what I do like about a game is is the environments like I love to be able to see you know like you know go out and see like an awesome like forest or mountain or like the landscapes like exploring worlds like that really speaks to me and I thought that game was so cool like it was cool to just like explore and like go to the next area and see like it was so like the forests were huge and like it was just a, it was a good game it was fun to play the combat was good the leveling mechanics good the story was very good like it was just it was a solid game and it was huge it was like 200 plus hours and I never beat it because it was so long that I would always Damn. like get get through i'd go and go and like i just run out of steam like it's just one of those games where like it's hard to keep at it because it's so huge so when they said they were re-releasing it basically was just like upgraded graphics and a couple quality of life things but otherwise nothing else i was like money like shy is actually the one who told me about it and i remember i got very excited and i picked it up day one and so far um if you look online it is met with a lot of uh disappointment I think. Um, I guess the Xbox version, no surprise, um, is terrible. Like, I, like it's got like a bunch of like basically unplayable bugs where like it, it crashes all the time and st- assets don't load and like it's awful. I haven't really experienced much of that at all. Like load times of like three or four minutes, like really weird stuff. Um, the PS4 version that I've been playing hasn't had any problems really. Like there's been a couple small things, but nothing that's bothered me. Um, the other thing that people have said is that they were disappointed with the graphical update. Um, and I do understand that. Like it, they did give it a little bit of a facelift, but it still does look like a game from like the PS3 era. Like it's a little bit better, but like having just come off of replaying Final Fantasy VII Remake, which maybe we can talk about this later, Van, but like, I think that's the best looking game I've ever played on a, on a console. Like that game is incredibly detailed and like, it just, it doesn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't stand up. Right. Even as a remake, the graphic, like I think people were expecting the, maybe something more like the Final Fantasy seven remake where yeah, like they were really going to make the graphics like fantastic and they, they just didn't. And like, it doesn't bother me. I still think like the game looks fine, but I wonder like if somebody like shy or somebody who's maybe has a higher eye for that kind of stuff, uh, I can see why people would be disappointed, I guess. For me, the thing that I always complained about, the one complaint I had about that game was that the camera was like right up on your character and like you have all these awesome, huge, expansive areas and you can't see shit because it's like, it's like it's like looking about behind my camera right now. Like your character takes up the whole damn screen and they all they had to do was add a little slider to adjust how far back the camera is and how wide your field of vision is. And they did that and it's it's 
It's amazing. Just so good. So they fixed the one complaint I had. I'm having fun going back through it. I'd really love to try to get all the way through the game. I'm going to make a concentrated effort too, because um, th- I'm interested in the story and I just think it's a fun game to play. Um, what what kind of game is it? It's you an action RPG. RPG. Action, oh, action RPG. RPG. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's and it does it does. I mean, the, if they if you've played either of them or both of them, like they they were setting out to make a combination of Elder Scrolls and God of War. And I feel like it does kind of feel like that. It is, it's in the middle, right? It's got the combat of more of a Devil May Cry or, or a God of War type game. Like you roll, you, you know, the combat is fast. It's a hundred percent action. Um, but it's, it's definitely all RPG based. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's solid. I've enjoyed playing it again. So um, it seems like I've peaked your interest a little bit, Van. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm an RPG fan, and I'm always looking for the next thing. I only have seven games that I'm playing at the same time right now with no time. Right. So I was looking at it, the the graphics don't look terrible, but again, I'm looking at it at a at a small computer screen right here that's half size since we're podcasting at the same right. time. Um, so where does where does it lack? Is it like the cartoonish? Is it to, literally pixelation? It, like to what? Me, to me, the thing that's jumped out at me, and again, I'd I'd want somebody with a who cares more about something. Like to me, I think it looks fine. Right. I, I would say the two things that I've noticed is the draw distance isn't as good as I would like, and I feel like the characters they just don't look as like like there's just the character models. Right. Like they like think about like PS3 era, right? Like they just yeah. they weren't they weren't like Final Fantasy Seven original like blocks, but they didn't quite have that like <laughs> perfect proportion where it actually looks like a real like it's not that they don't look like real people, but like yeah. like I find the characters to not be that like paint great looking. <sighs> See, I don't want to go off a tangent, but like saying PS3 era for graphics can mean like a lot because maybe like early like, ps3 okay yeah because la- perfect i mean late ps3 20, you're talking about destiny which was fucking amazing on yeah on no PS3, it doesn't so. look as good as Destiny. okay <laughs> cool shy you had you're the one who told me about this and i thought you were excited but i i think i asked you the other day if you'd gotten it and you said no what's uh have is there a reason have you just not gotten around to it have you lost interest in it for some reason what's where's your where are you standing with yeah i haven't be reckoning Probably, as will be shown in this episode, I have not been doing a lot of gaming recently. Mm. So uh, there's not really been a lot of you know, impetus or need to pick it up. I've been doing a lot gotcha. of reading and other stuff. Um, but I do plan on getting it. I think it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to check out some of these reviews now because I actually I was just Googling something that I wanted to clarify when you were talking. And I noticed like IGN gave it a 6 out of 10, apparently. I'm really curious to see what some of these companies are saying about it um, and why they're giving it low scores. If it's like what you said or if there's other... I've read um, a couple. One of the other... <laughs> critiques i've heard is that people wanted more from a remake um well i guess maybe because they called it a remake yeah it's really reckoning isn't it did they actually was it a matter of their terminology or was it a matter of people's expectations i was going into it thinking it was a remaster which is why like like what people shouldn't be comparing it to seven remake at all because seven i mean that's the problem is with a remaster you take the original models and you're basically like sharpening them right yeah you're just uh, facelifting it yeah like we saw that with a lot of those like play like uh, god of war 3 i think is a great example like when you if you've ever played god of war 3 remaster like it looks sharper and that was a beautiful game for ps2 it was like the end of the ps2 era but like you can tell it's an older game you know what i mean because they just took those what was good right, at the time absolutely. and just they just they just increase you know they they sharpened the edges but the textures aren't that aren't better you know anything like that so i think yeah, that's, that se- yeah <clears throat> that's mostly what i've seen is people are unhappy about that they wanted they wanted more things added they wanted more they wanted more so yeah. much there Go one on. thing they announced and this is what i wanted to fact check and i know it's not in our you know society of instant gratification this doesn't really answer the immediate fans but when they announced the re-reckoning they did announce that in 2021 there was going to be an expansion to re-reckoning coming out yes. so that's pretty cool and it that is. is you know coming and maybe that will be like a remake because i mean i'm guessing they're building that from scratch so maybe that I will be so, yeah. um i don't know i mean well the other cool thing that i didn't mention is that this this remaster also includes all the dlc content that was released mm-hmm. i think there were two two fully paid dlc packs that came out afterwards are all included um and as well as like there were a bunch of like promotional things there was like a mass effect collaboration that they did where you get some like mass effect themed armor and shit um that they did include all that like you get it like it's all just like in your little like delivery chest when you start the game and when you open the chest it adjusts those items to whatever level you are so Mm. if you want to use them early on they're not just like super overpowered game breaking but if you'd rather save them so they're more like end game armor i guess you could wait to open that chest and like 
re-roll them at a higher level later, which I thought was, was an interesting way to do that. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it's, it's, for, and it's 40, if it's $40 game, um, probably cheaper if you get it on steam at some point, but like for PS4, it's 40, which for the value you get for that. I mean, if you, especially if you haven't played it, like someone like van, like, like you're getting your money's worth for sure. Like, like I said, I've tried twice to go get all the way through this game and like, I've gotten like 40% on my best time. And that's like 80 hours of playing. Like it's Man. insane. It is insane how big of a world it is. All right, Shia, let's go to you next. What's uh, what's disc is in your drive, your metaphorical drive? Giggity. Um, not a lot to report here. Uh, I've been <laughs> playing uh, Shop Titans with you guys on mobile, and that's yeah. about it. So, uh, well, that's a good um, question. What what do you so <clears throat> Shop Titans just came out with a new event. What's what's your thought on the event so far? We're halfway through it. I just don't have enough time to like play. <laughs> Isn't that all um, events? <laughs> I, I guess so. I think I, I think this is worse though, because I think the thing about the uh, the Tower of Titans and the um, Lost City, of, City Gold of Gold were that it was like it required your your party had to recover or you had to like cycle through heroes and whatnot. And there was like especially like and there was like time spent sending people. You're waiting. You know, there's waiting. But this it seems like you could literally be just crafting. 24 seven if you if you had the attention and so um which i feel like some people in our guild are doing i don't know i mean the, you know but well you know typical, you know tekken's uh, doing it no matter what i mean yeah he's sitting there in the operating room with his phone in one hand and right. like you know Casually. someone's wound the other yeah <laughs> casual player um <laughs> it's it's cool though I, I like um i like how like you have options about what to craft I like how the bonus items like if you were lucky enough to get like it seems like they're all like the blueprints from the chest i'm guessing are those like the bonus the, items that he so requests? there's it looks uh, like there's a couple types the like quickly oh. for those who aren't playing shop oh titans, yeah like what yeah, the event yeah. Is. so shop titans the new event is basically um you are crafting items or like types of items that the king requests and you're getting uh caprices yeah that's how i something interpreted it Capiche? yeah capiches um <laughs> and uh and turning them in and then there's a there's a scoring system one cool thing about it is it's collaborative the past events we've had have been individual based but this is a cooperative within the guild and so we're all adding well i guess lost city of gold except for lost city yeah. yeah so it's like that but it's crafting instead of but battling lost um, city is cooperative yeah, so yeah, that's no, that's that's what we were saying. Because I oh, said sorry. it was the only. I said it was cooperative versus the other two, but oh, it was my I mistake. See. I was yeah, correcting okay. myself. Um, gotcha. But uh, and then uh, yeah, so you get the you get those, and then one cool thing about the event, there's you get some cool rewards, but there's a new thing which is um, uh, what's it called? A special edition stamp, I think, or something like that. And so limited um, limited edition limited edition stamp, and so basically you use it up, you consume it, but when you do, you can basically surcharge an item twice. Yep. Right. Is that how it works? Well, yes. you can you can double whatever the cost. Yeah, I guess you do have to surcharge first, right? Yeah. And it's then you it's do a double yeah. surcharge. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So which surcharge doubles the amount of money you get. So you quadruple money. your which, money. There's been some controversy in our guild about when the best time to use is. I think there's been some misinformation <laughs> about maybe using it during the 1.5 time event that goes on sometimes for surcharging. When obviously the most the best time to use these would be when the king comes because they don't they don't disappear right they don't time out. Why wouldn't you just save all of them for a king sale? Like, and not just a king sale, but like a good. Oh yeah, king. yeah. Like if you can get something that sells for like five mil, and you turn that into like twenty mil or something like that, like, um, yeah. well, no, that'd be useful. You turn that into like. No, you're right. Five to ten, mil, and then right? ten to twenty. What if it was like a base five? Oh, it, it it went base to like five. I see not. And it went. To, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you could do some really crazy stuff with these. So. It's kind of a cool reward. Once again, like all events, it makes me. I don't know if there's any items that are base five mil though. Even like I epic think, or legendary. Maybe legendary. Those, like, tier maybe eight, like or tier, tier nine legendaries. Maybe. Yeah. Um, that's possible. But you probably honestly, if you got something that has that high of a base, you'd probably be better off selling it for gems on the market, because yeah. like it'd yeah. probably be worth more that way. But I'm always so gold starved. I know that like gems are so valuable, but like yeah. I just uh, there's just I always need so gold. I started. I never, you know, I never played the gem market and then just recently when I was like well I haven't had this huge need for money until I just recently got level 50 and then just getting level 50 is 130 mil worth of unlocks so and then we're in this hard push of leveling our training hall at the same time so like I was money starved like crazy so I started like thinking of alternative ways to make money and then so I started selling stuff for gems which I normally didn't 
And then I just started taking those gems and then buying other things that I can sell for more, which I'm sure everybody's been doing forever. And I just never thought of doing it that way. So like if you have a tier two goal or tier two legendary or whatever, you can sell it for two gems real quick. And then you get those two gems and then you'll buy an item. I've been buying the tier eight discs. I can't remember what they're called. And, but those things slang for a million each. So I just took my 2,900 gold thing that I would have sold it for, sold it for two gems and then turned it into this one mill item that I sold. So it's, hmm. there's different nice. ways to, to do that market. Yeah. Nice. And that's how I was getting a lot of my money. That's so the way to do it. one thing I, one thing I'm concerned about this new event is like lost city of gold. Um, we get 90% of the experience through, right? So we're, we're, I think there's like 21, 22 levels. I can't remember, but we're always like one or two levels away. And, and that's a 48 hour event. So like we can push hard for 48 hours. This is a week long event. And the final goal is like so much XP. Like yeah. we're, we're gonna get a 10th the way there by the time we're, we're done after this week. So it kind of worries me. So your, your concerns are echoed in the community. I think even the top guilds uh have been very vocal on reddit that that this that the 20 million goal for the final reward is absolutely ridiculous absurd somebody did the math and said that a group of 15 i'm sorry a group of a, a guild of 17 which i 17? think is the biggest of 17 people all active would have to be doing 30,000 exp a day each in order to reach that to put that into to comparison nobody did 30,000 in our guild in a day like i don't know how many of us have done 30,000 like period yeah. like it's well maybe tanking he might have we have a few at 30 right now though maybe but like, like it, but it's been going on for three now, days now we're on our yeah. third day yeah sure yeah absolutely <laughs> like it's it's pretty bad like the math does not work very well um you know so for us i i looked at and, and say you know the thing is though and I think they did it this way intentionally. Like the top, like we if we got to the second to last tier, I'm sorry, the third to last tier, that's like 10 million. So it's like mm -hmm. literally like double that amount to get those last two pushes. Yeah. So like, it really seems more like a stretch goal where they're like, we don't necessarily even expect you're going to get there. And it is a little bit different for, from say um, the tower Right, the tower at the top of the tower is a rare item that you can only get from that. The top of this event is just more tokens that you get naturally from doing it. So right. it's not quite the same missing out if you if you don't get there. So yeah, that makes sense. I, th I think we'll just it'll be interesting to see how we fall. But I agree with you. I think one of the tough things is will people be able to maintain interest over the course of an entire week? Whereas like before, you were saying. You know, you just hit it hard on the weekend that is the event on the other on the other ones. And it's a little bit easier to be dedicated to really focusing on the game, you know, for, for a 24-hour period versus an entire week. Where to Shai's point, like, you could really be doing it all day long. And Yeah, what, what I like is, though, is that, like, Lost City of Gold, your main focus, or at least my main focus, is, of course, sending my guys out. So I, I start to get low on materials and all this other stuff and affects the rest of my gameplay. With this one, I, I kind of feel like there's more of a blend. Like, it just helps me diversify what I probably would have been crafting anyways, or at least a couple of the crafts that I set up would have been ones that I was doing anyways because they're in my tier or something like that. So it's not as invasive, but certainly seven days is just a long time to, to focus on that. I think the seven days could in a perfect world also make it less stressful because it lasts longer. You know, you don't feel like you need to rush it despite the fact that it has a higher demand, you know, higher cap. But I think that unfortunately a lot of guilds aren't going to probably treat it that way. I mean, depending on the right. type of guild you're going to get people, you know, who are like, why aren't you participating? Why are, you know, why aren't people contributing enough? And that might wear, wear, wear more people out. Um, my, my wife's in a different guild as you guys know and she does if she's listening um, but I, she told me today that two people left her guild because they weren't doing enough for this like event they got kicked, so, you mean or like no they left they said they said oh, the they guild wasn't contributing enough and oh, they wanted to go find a guild damn. that was doing more man yes so and and That's in this for everyone who, who's not aware my wife left our guild to find a better guild than ours because because <laughs> ours wasn't really good enough so better um, better is a weird word 
well, find more a advanced. More... <laughs> a, a more, uh, a more uh, advanced. A higher level on Just reflect on the three of us, you know, on the other people in the guild. Re reflects um, on me. I, I'm too lazy to a guild leader's um, oh, I'm like um, 11th out of our 14 people, so the, I, the, I got no say here. The idea, though, is that, like, obviously, yeah, there's definitely people taking seriously. And that's what I've been trying to say from the beginning of the event, event since once I figured out how it worked, is, like, we shouldn't be stressing about it. Like, to Van's point, just make just tailor what you're making play the game normally and instead of crafting something that's not on the king's list yeah put something on the king's list in instead and you can kind of like really it's just you know the more you play the better off you are but you know it, it's a week long we're not going to cap out like i i hope like i would feel bad if anybody in our guild um like using gems to try to right or is like like stressing out about it and burns yeah, out this week and sure. then ends up quitting the game or being like this this game is too much for me i don't want to do this anymore it's not fun anymore like i don't feel like the rewards that we're getting from this particular event are worth that so sidebar i think having a podcast on like running a guild and mm. whatnot would be a fantastic conversation because yeah, i just a lot of my wife just had a, a one-hour meeting about non-participants in her guild that she's leading in another mobile game oh damn. And so it's just like stuff gets serious man a one-hour candy candy meeting. crush saga is that <laughs> yes yeah candy the other saga? people were not um, we're not words, candy words with friends they're not playing right. <laughs> Um, well, she yeah. plays puzzles and dragons, doesn't she? Yeah, puzzles, puzzles and dragons. Like... Rido plays. A couple other other people play. Yeah. Rido still plays it. Yeah, Rido's in her guild. I'll be damned. Rido's getting kicked out. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> You've heard it here first, non-participant. Um, All right. Anything else on Shop Titan Shop? Yeah, I thought I liked what Van actually. I thought it was interesting how he talked about how this event's been affecting his play because I, I I I I'm in the same boat as Van with like lost city of gold, where like by the end of the event, normally I'm pretty pretty material starved because I've been spending we those 48 hours just running the city so then you spend time trying to catch up or like i'll be sending like my the heroes i never get to send to lost city of gold because i don't have enough party members i'll be sending them on like solo missions during lost city of gold to try mm -hmm. to like pick up materials like um but i thought so it's interesting one one thing that this has been doing to me normally i'd be curious to know how you guys normally structure your bounties in shop titans like i normally pick stuff that i have not mastered so i use bounties as a way to keep working towards mastering blue blueprints um because that's kind of a goal of mine is just to master everything i know uh sure. smile you've said something similar um but in this case since you're kind of crafting based on the whims of the king i've switched my bounty selection to try to just pick up either discount or surcharge bounties so that i can craft oh. whatever i want and then my bounties are just getting knocked out as i do my normal discount and surcharge kind of rhythm with my customers so interesting so i thought changed. you were gonna go the other way and say that you're gonna that you picked bounties that were matched something the king wanted so that you could work on a bounty and the king at the same time but i don't think you can always guarantee that you know what i mean and i think that's you i just don't want to stress about it like i don't want to have uh, to like worry that like there's a bounty available that matches up with one of his options or maybe maybe there's maybe since he has like three or four categories maybe that's never an issue but i just figured i think that's the problem is once again i don't um i think versus our friend tank and i actually am a more casual player of the game so like i don't really want to have to sit sift through like four different things like what rogue hat is right. he asking for or what is you know like um and right. so um, yeah smiley have you sorry sorry did you have anything else to add no nope. cool quick question smiley have you checked with um your wife to see if like the king's request is that global or is that guild it's global linked. it's the same okay so it's the same so you literally everybody. have the same exact request that yes. that she does okay yeah. so one strategy i started thinking of is if we all have the same request and those items require sub items <clears throat> that sub item is probably a super hot market at that time and that might be a good way for you to get gems and, and things mm -hmm. like that yeah oh absolutely like anything that requires an item to craft it if that's one of the things like you can't find them on the market they're only being sold yeah so so man throw the throw gems on there probably get some stuff out of that because yeah people are definitely um opening the wallets to to get this event done for sure <laughs> it's very insightful very true but yeah yeah when the first night when it came out sarah and i were both like um we like we're talking and like she'd tell me what the item was and i'd be like oh i don't have that blueprint or i'd be like oh yeah i've got that will you craft some for me because i was driving like we were totally tag teaming it so <laughs> nice <laughs> All right, Shop Titans, good. We'll have to come back and do more on Shop Titans. You know, we uh, 
invited some of the members of our guild to, to listen to this very podcast. So if any of you are, hello to you. Maybe we'll try to uh, do some more shop type content in the future. Um, but let's move back to Van. Van, what else is on your list? We're, we're, we, we let's tag team one, yeah? Yeah. How about, we, how about we, we bust out the juggernaut that is Final Fantasy VII? Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake. So we're going to do, this is going to be called a limited spoilers section where we're not going to give, like we may talk about certain parts of the game, but we're not going to give away major plot points since Shy and many others perhaps haven't played it yet. So um, that's that's where we're at spoiler-wise. So if you don't, don't want to hear anything about FF7, probably best to, to mute us for a little bit, but uh, we'll, we'll stick away from the major stuff. I'll catch I'm going to stick away from All right. What? When are you guys going to take over recording? <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know. We'll text you when we're done. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm only going to talk mechanics, graphics, things yeah, like that. I'm not so. even going to talk story or, or plot or, or anything. So That's how you'll know. Yeah. Go ahead. Start picked it up. It up. Um, finally picked it up. Dove head first into it. Um, I believe I'm almost already almost done with it. Granted, I had a lot of time for a five-week uh, Star Wars to, to get it done. But um, yeah, last, last disc in the drive wasn't even in the drive, and I'm almost done with it. Um, so far, it has is, it is absolutely lived up to the hype. Um, it's, it's a beautiful, incredibly fun game. Like, I was super pleasantly surprised. I remember reaching out to Smiley when it went on sale, which is why I picked it up. Um, and it was, I think it was like $43. And I'm like, hey, Smiley, is this worth it at 43 And you were like, dude, it's worth it at $59. <laughs> you are like, it's worth I, it at 60 I, I, so. I feel like, yeah. Well, I mean, because we, we talked about that, right? We talked about it before it came out. We said, this game specifically focuses on the first, like, eight to ten hours. Sure. I'll tell you, because I'm, I'm working through my – I'm – playing i was playing concurrently where i'm playing the original uh, i start a new save file on the original i'm playing through along with the remake and i'm going to get up to the point where the remake stops and that's where i'm going to stop in five Fantasy seven original and then i'll pick it back up once the second one comes out 2025 so, yeah whenever that is so i'll i'll know i'll tell you from a an, an experienced player who's doing everything there is to do how long how many hours of gameplay this remake covered from the original. I'll have that in a future podcast when I get there. I'm pretty close. I think I'm in the Shinra building, so I'm almost there. I'm almost there. But um, yeah, we talked about like, is that really going to be like is the value feel, there at yeah, sixty? Are, right. Are we feel like it's it's and like you know like when you think of an RPG, a full fledged, full priced RPG, there's so much like there's like an you know an end game factor and uh you know like how do you handle like having like end game gear and end game bosses and things on a game that is that you know that you're only in like the first like tenth of the game uh but it they handled it really well um they did a great job of making like it didn't feel like i didn't feel like this was a cash grab yeah right? like, i didn't i didn't walk away thinking oh man like they really just you know yeah. To giving it the Hobbit treatment with Peter Jackson, right? Saying you really didn't need to stretch this book into three fucking movies. All right. You yeah, and that was gonna be my concern it. too. Is like, mm -hmm. yes, there's hard hitting, memorable moments in the original. So what are they gonna do between those moments to make it feel like a flushed out full game? And they did they they did it. They nailed it yeah, and, and it did. feels great. It doesn't feel like fluff. It doesn't feel like filler to extend your playtime on this game. I'm at 35 okay. hours and I'm just as engaged now, if not more than I was when I started it. And at no point did I just feel like, oh, this is just here for me to get through or get over. Like everything was interesting. The side quests were fun. Um, you know, some of them kind of crazy and wonky and less fun than others, but regardless, like it, it felt like a, it felt like an, if this was an original launch, uh, uh, that's exactly what I would have expected it to be. So it, it's, it feels great so far. And I'm very happy with the value. What I liked about it was it did feel like it, it like they took the opportunity to say, like when we originally made this game, we, there was so much more we could have put in, but because the game itself was already so massive, like Final Fantasy seven is one of the longest games I've ever played, even to date. Like, I mean, all right put kingdom of amalur aside but like i mean FF, when you think when you get to the end of the original files of fantasy 7 and you try to retrace your steps and think of everything you've done oh, it's, it's just like you can't yo like, damn like the game is huge stuff. yeah and this is just this tiny sliver of it and so you can you can tell though that they're like we wanted to do more here we had more stories to tell from this part of the game that we just couldn't squeeze in 
originally. And that's what it feels like. It's, it feels like they've kind of just like said, we're going to let you do everything we originally wanted you to do and, and really flesh everything out. Um, and it feel it does feel right. It feels like you, like the, the world kind of comes to life a little bit. And so, yeah, yeah it's great. There's, there's a couple things I love. I do have a couple of criticisms also, like just one of the most fascinating things is being able to view the world of Final Fantasy VII and Midgar in 3D yeah. to be able to look up oh, and man. see the underbelly of the panels. Like it's it's incredible. It just seems insignificant, but when your whole life in this world has been a top-down view, just the fact of being able to look up outside a cutscene is incredible. The graphics, as you alluded to earlier, were just are just absolutely phenomenal. The the screen or the the um, the uh, video to like actual gameplay. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. on, you can't, yeah, tell it rolls difference. right into like, it in many cases. It's like, it's a, it's an FMV and then it just goes right into like your controlling cloud. Yep. Without a degradation just, of graphics at all. Yeah. It's so, amazing. I will say one criticism I did have is, is the combat. The combat is still fun. However, I felt like one thing I loved about seven is how tactical you can get and how methodical you can get with your abilities. And this game felt pretty hacky slashy, like hack and slash. Like, okay, you just got to be Twitch. You got to dodge. You got to do all this stuff because they tried to bring that action RPG element to the game, which RPG. they did. Right. And, and they did it well. But I'm, I'm a big fan. That's why I loved Final Fantasy Eleven um, so much is because it was so tactical as opposed to like the newer games that came afterwards, which were more hack and slash or, or um, Twitch uh, controlled. Well, and probably, so I, I really missed that element. But... But it's weird because I was like, am I getting better at this or not? And then so I went back to play a previous um, uh, chapter that I hadn't played. Or my, so I know we're, we're press, um, pressing on time here. But um, one of my daughters like absolutely just loves it when I play a specific scene that she finds hilarious. Um, and it is a pretty funny, pretty funny comic relief part of the game. So she wants me to keep playing that chapter over and over again, just so she can watch the cutscenes and have fun playing and everything. So anyways, I went back and played it now and like, I crushed it. And the first time I went through that scene, like it was pretty difficult. It was hard. So I just went back to reload it. So it's not like I took my level 40 character back to this beginning. I literally started back with my level 12 character or whatever, but I just, I felt like I actually had the tactics there. So then it made me think like, you know what? You are still learning tactics and how to play the game. And it's not just all hack and slash. So I gave it a little bit of um, little bit of lipstick there to make it seem a little better than it actually is. Well, and I think I definitely had a similar feel where like, I think early in the game and just even into the late game, like you can just kind of go through just using cloud and just kind of stomp stuff. You don't really need to be like, especially if you've played all, any action RPG yeah. at all. Like as long as you dodge a little bit and you know, you, you, you got healing if you, if you take a hit, but you don't really need to think about it that much. But as the game got harder, especially, and I think you may find this, uh, especially in the area that you're getting to now, there's a couple boss fights that I found to be very challenging. And uh, I, it did change the way I played. Like I actually started playing it more like, like a, more of a traditional RPG where I like, I was paying more attention to casting buffs and casting debuffs and like really cycling through your players, which is something I never did the whole first half of the game. I just played on cloud and like, maybe I'd switch over to somebody or like tell if somebody they, to if do their something. their ATB was up. Yeah. Just, right. Yeah. But like now, like as I play, like I am constantly changing my character. Like, like I, I do something on cloud, set him up, then I switch over to Barrett and then I'm doing something on Barrett and then I switch over to Tifa, do something on her and then back to Barrett. And then like, like it really does, like the combat really opened up and that didn't happen for me until very late in the game because I mean, it just wasn't necessary before. And then when you're trying to like eke every bit of damage out and you need to be manually controlling your guys, I think it really makes a difference um, in how the, how like the tactical feel that you get from it. So I, I wonder if you'll experience the same thing. Yeah, but I, I'm 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 super excited. Hoping Shy will try check this out because like Shy, you haven't played the original, so to play this one, like I'm just it, it'll it'll be awesome to hear your um, recap as like a fresh set of eyes on on this this just epic tale. I'm excited for that as well. I have played like the first hour 
of, of seven. So I'm. So you basically you know, got through most. Basically. Basically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You've through most of the remake, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm. I'm. As in, I'm excited for Shine. I'm also. I'm excited for 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 Van to just finish it because. Yeah. Um. There's there's definitely some twists at the end that I'm interested to talk about with him, and we will talk about on this podcast. Uh, one day in the future when we either get shy through the game or when shy has determined that he will not actually play it after all, um, then the statues of limitations will be raised and we'll have a Final Fantasy seven remake spoiler podcast. Um, but that's, that's down the road, down the road quite a way. So, yeah, I mean, I won't be buying, I'm going to be playing it at least until the holiday. And that's only if I decide to get a PS five. If, if not, then I checked it. I checked. I, I, we talked about when it released. I did look and it, it was officially a PS, a PlayStation exclusive exclusive till April 10th, 2021. 10th. So yeah, I wouldn't want to spoil it before 2021. Anyways, it's too new for a game in my opinion. Well, especially, yeah, especially because there are, I'm sure other people in your boat who don't have a PlayStation or don't want it right. on PlayStation and are looking forward to getting it on PC or Xbox or whatever it also comes out for. So it's, it's in the public's best interest for us not to, to be too spoilery too. So, but yeah, I'm glad you feel it. I'm glad I didn't advise you poorly, Van. When I no, certainly, certainly it. valued. And I, I highly encourage, I'll second your motion that anybody who's interested in picking it up, you will not be disappointed. Um, you'll enjoy it. Even if you're a first timer, I, I absolutely think you will enjoy this game. Shai, can we go back to you? Do you have anything else you want to talk about today on, uh, on disc in the drive? Uh, nothing to add to disc in the drive. I just want to say, you guys both said what you guys were most excited about with final fantasy seven van, you know, that I'll get to play it. You, that van will finish it. I just want to say I'm most excited for van's daughter that she gets to see this chapter replayed <laughs> several more times and just <laughs> crack up about it. What chapter, what chapter number is it? I think it, it's chapter four. It's when it's the battle where where you're with um you're with Jesse and Rose oh. shows up. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that, sure. And, yeah, you, that's, I'd and say I'm sure you know what that, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> she I'm just sure cracks up about it all the time. <laughs> There's some comic relief in there for sure. Yeah. I just replayed that on hard. Um, yeah. That fight nice. at the end of that chapter was, I didn't think I was going to make it. I thought I was, I thought I was going to die and have to redo it. Um, and so, that was one of the harder parts so for me early on. So I get I it. Got through. Yep. Um, all right. Um, well, I was gonna. We're running low on time. Um, I've. I was gonna go into mobile game discussion um, for myself a little bit. Um, I've quit a lot of the games I was playing. Actually, I've uh, finally taken a step back from Clash of Clans. I. I think I mentioned I quit Record Keeper quite a while ago. Um, I have quit the new Saga game, um, which I liked. It was a good game. It was cool, but I just my biggest worry about it was that I wasn't going to have any connection to the characters and I just didn't. Um, and like, I feel like if they made that exact same game with final fantasy characters, I would be much more likely to stick with it. But I just, I've never played any of the saga games and like these characters don't mean anything to me. And so there's no excitement for the future, you know, like, especially in a game like that where there's not really like meta busters the way there are in like Defu. Um, like there's not a character to really look forward to where it's like, Oh, this guy's going to change the way you play. Like it's the game's not designed like that. It's designed that a lot of different characters can work and there aren't must have characters as much, which is cool from a, from a gotcha games perspective. But when you don't know any of the characters, what you look forward to is the character that, you know, coming out and I don't know any of them. So it really kind of got to the point where I was like, I just don't know why I'm continuing to play. Um, other than it was cool, so I'm still I'm still with Defu, still Defuin, and um, I'm still Shop Titansing. Um, and but that's really all I'm playing. I've, you know, I've got a little like idle game that I play that I was going to talk about. Maybe I'll get to it another time. But I'm backing off mobile games a little bit. Uh, I've been doing a lot of reading, so we might have a reading podcast coming up here. You still I'll, reading I'll, my I'll Ready hit, Player One? I am. It's right next to my. It's on my bedstand. Have right you read it? When's the last no. time you read it? <laughs> Three weeks ago. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I always have intent to read it, and then it's like it's I can read this that. book and keep the light on and keep my daughter up, or I can play Shop Titans, in which I can hide the light from her and she can fall asleep. So we've got to start it. doing story time, you know, recordings for the podcast, like and like we can each take turns, like reading a chapter from a book or reading and record it, and the other two can listen or something. Oh, I'm totally like, down. Yeah. Accountability, right That's there, you know. Interesting. That's an interesting. Way it's hard to find time to read. I understand that completely. I. It's that's not my problem. I'm choosing not to. Like well, if I could put I mean. 35 hours it's in. It's because there's yeah. a million other choices. Though. Well, I mean, for that's, sure. That's yeah. there's a lot of lot of drains on our time and uh, and of the time that we have for leisure. 
um, there are many options. So right. that's the world we live in. I'll push. Okay. I'm telling you right now, I'll, I will declare it out loud to you and all of our listener Ooh. that I will push through this book. Well, you should because Ready Player Two, Ready Player Two, is coming out in like two, two months. So what? Like sixty some days. One. Yeah, Ready Player Two. It's a direct sequel, and it comes out. There um, you go. We gotta have another book podcast. We'll see. Yeah, you it comes out two days after Stormlight Four. As no. a matter of fact, shy. Heard it here yeah. first, folks. Yeah. So breaking news. Um, okay. Um, anything else for today's podcast before I go into the spiel? All right. Well, the spiel is this: if you would like to tell us what disc is in your drive. Tell us what disc should be in our drives. Pressure Shy to get a PS5 so he'll play Final Fantasy VII sooner. You can do so. Uh, or if you're one of our one of our guildies on Shop Titans and you want to give us some feedback on the podcast, tell us what we actually look like is is much more handsome than you expected. That's I'm sure that's true. I'm sure that's true. You can find us uh, for feedback on Twitter at Focus Target, on YouTube where you can see our smiling faces, Focus Target Podcast, or we can be reached via email, the Focus Target Podcast at gmail.com. So. For episode 60, I'm glad you joined us. We'll look forward to next week. I don't know what the topic's going to be on. It'll be a surprise because we have to decide after this show. So, for the Focus Target Podcast, I'm your host, Smiley. It's a shy. And I'm Ben. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out.